When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good Monday, Florida State, Miami week. Here we go. Feels good. Feels good. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew. You know, back in my day, way back in the day, this was always on October game. It was always going back to like 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94. It was all October, 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 October. You just always knew you could pencil in in October. It wasn't until much later until basically the early 2000s. Where that got switched up a little bit. Labor Day for a few years there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there were exceptions. I think, like if you want to go way back uh, to the to the early '80s, um, and and before my time a little bit, there were you know plenty of September games. But um, and I remember some of those actually vaguely. But I, I yeah, I'm sure I, you do. I always <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed the run of October games. Uh, I don't know. I just was thinking about the rivalry in general. I was thinking about how exciting and how fun the game was a year ago. Uh, that was a November game. Uh, and, and you know, being there with my dad, sitting in the stands with my two sons and watching that game solely as a fan and cheering loudly, not involved with any form of uh, my press duties, just going all in as a fan and how great that was. Uh, to see the game in that way, to end the losing streak was nice. Uh, and, and, you know, I just hope now that you're able to add to that. You win back-to-back years against Miami. It's important right now for recruiting. It's important for this, this program and the trajectory that it's on. We talked about it first hour. Uh, I wasn't going to belabor some of the mistakes and frustrations I felt from a Georgia Tech uh, victory, a lopsided victory at that, partly because it's lopsided. I wasn't going to belabor it, but I do know you got to clean that stuff up on the road against a rival. If you, if you want to end whatever dream they might have of rectifying something of their season, which is in shambles right now, um, then you can't go down there and be sloppy. And you can't go down there and blow opportunities uh, because you can't get lined up and you're wasting timeouts and you can't snap the ball right and you got guys, you know, dropping touchdown passes. You, you can't have these things and expect to have a comfortable win. But I think if you do clean those things up and you do execute well, Florida State's in a real good position to win this game comfortably. The odds tell you that right now. Vegas is looking at these two teams going in the opposite direction right now. And I think we know that if Florida State doesn't give them a reason 
that Miami will lay down. It's uh, that program's history. They love to quit. Uh, they've quit at home millions of times for all of us to laugh at. Hell, they've closed down their last, uh, the Orange Bowl, in, in, in glorious fashion. They've quit on numerous occasions. Virginia did it to them. Yeah. Was that 47 to nothing? Something so, akin so, to that, it yeah. Was, it was just like, sirs, I hope you're limber. Uh, it, was, it was tough. Uh, they, they've had a lot of losses like that over the years, uh, front runners. And so you, you want, you want obviously to give them the reason to quit, give them the reason to reach back and find that inner bitch that's in them. Let's go, go find it. It's always there for you to reach back and grab Miami. 48 to nothing was oh, the final on that uh, night. I cheated Virginia. At a one point. I did. I cheated him. Which is all they needed that night. Incidentally. Would have won the game with just the rouge in Canadian football. Uh, I always wanted American football to incorporate the Rouge. They never will. But but I always liked it. I always thought, oh, that, that makes field goals interesting. Uh, so you have to get out, pack, past a certain line in order to get the point. Is that right? Yeah. I never it's learned a, what the Rouge it's, was. It's, it's a weird sort of deal, yeah. Uh, there was a stretch in Canadian football early on with uh, ESPN. You know, they, they, they lacked programming when they first started. So you, you, I mean, you saw the most bizarre sports all the time. You think you, you didn't even know were sports. Uh, but one of the things that one of the first things they got that people were kind of drawn to was Canadian football. They had Canadian football and they had Australian rules football. That's when I fell in love with Australian rules football. We're getting off the subject. We're getting off the subject now. I want to get back to Florida State. I would Miami. love to get into Australian rules football. It's awesome. You know, in this day and age, you'd feel like it's more, I don't know, findable. On it television? is findable. You can find it. Yeah, it's great. You know, I told you my one brother lived over in Australia for three years for work purposes, he and his family, and they loved it. And uh, they got into it. They'd go to games, and they had a local team. And they, Yeah, I could see why. It's fun. There's a whole lot of ass-kicking going on in Australian rules football. It incorporates a lot of the things we like. The one thing we did well, because when you said ass-kicking, it, it flashed in my brain. In the second half, which I get you're throwing away. Uh, well, They got downhill, the over. downhill on some blitzes in a way that they have not. That is true. They didn't fear the pass. Right. Now, in the first half, we did the same thing we usually do, which is the blitz takes forever to get home, and you don't even get there. One of the sacks, the kid just fell down because the blitz existed. We didn't really do much in terms of bringing the quarterback to the ground. Yeah, the kid kind of just... <laughs> but there's a, a sack, I think it's Bethune in the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they overload the left, and they, they're going at 100 miles an hour. That we was great to see. We were big on overloads. Yeah. If you noticed... Uh, that's actually the only time Georgia Tech had some success too. Was when they had overloads. I I will say this. We the the two times that we've blown somebody out this year. Yes, overmatched opponent, bad set of circumstances for that opponent in that stadium right here. But we came out with our hair on fire defensively in overloads. We did that a lot. We did that to Boston College, too. Just swamped a side of the line, and they weren't equipped to deal with More it. More than you can block, and then yeah. the quarterback account for it or don't. Yeah. And, and he and, didn't. Well, and even if he does, if his guys can't get open or they lack athleticism, yeah. There's yeah. A, another one later in the half with Deloach where he – there are times when you see NFL burst out oh, of him straight ahead. His speed, yeah. But there's a lot of things you still got to clean up. Our eyes were in terrible places a lot at linebacker this weekend. I Again. don't think we're very good at linebacker, yeah. Tom. I've, yeah. I've talked about this all year long. I think we got two guys you can count on. They're not great. They're okay. And they got nothing behind them. Much better than we've had. But still, yeah, there's room to go. Well, and that, and 
that's where you get into the interesting discussion about where is Florida State. Mike Norvell said his comments were, it's huge for our program. It's a game that you come to Florida State to come and play in. But for us to go and play the best that we can there, we still have to clean up a lot of these mistakes. Our guys embrace that. I agree. He also said this week, it's huge for us. It is, Mike. It is. It's a very important week. It's a very important week for the program. It's a very important week for him. It's a very important week for these players. We're all in it together in this situation here. We're all watching the climb. We're all rooting for it. We all want to see the necessary steps being taken. We'd like to see some of this sloppiness cleaned up. But when you are fighting for players, it takes on a much greater sense of urgency. I mean, right now, you're in a unique situation in the state of Florida with these three big schools, the behemoths of the state, really trying to prove to recruits who it is that's going to come out on top, who it is that's going to emerge, who it is that is in the best possible position to succeed. And I think if you're a recruit right now, you see signs that obviously maybe Mike Norvell and that staff have turned the corner and there are better days ahead for Florida State. Certainly right now you would see evidence of that. But you'd also say, I'm not entirely certain. I don't know. They just came off a three-game losing streak. We'll see. They still fall victim to the same stupid stuff they've been doing to the last three years. So we'll, we'll see. Then you might look at a Miami and you'd say, well, I understand what everybody's telling me, that they've got an influx of money and Cristobal is one of their own and he's a really good recruiter. He's proven that at other places. You know, Maybe Miami's star is rising, even though on the field in year one it doesn't look so good. But then you see them, they can't score an offensive touchdown against Virginia. And you go like, hmm, I'm not so sure they're as close as I thought they were. They may be a long ways away. And then you're looking at Napier, Florida, and you're like, you see moments in time. They played right there with Tennessee. They only lost by 10. They moved the ball up and down the field. Uh, you know, that that obviously is a program that has uh, a huge alumni and financial backing, so maybe you'd be inclined to believe that Napier's going to pull them out of it. Yet, you're watching them lose games right now. You're not so sure. They just kicked a guy off the team. We'll see, right? Go emerge as the obvious choice. Go give yourself that chance to emerge as, you know, I think it's Florida State. I think they have a slight head start. If you're a kid that's indifferent, you just want to go to a place that has success and you want to stay in the state. You're a big-time player. You're being recruited by all three. You don't care about Miami. You don't care about Florida. You don't care about Florida State. You just want to go where you have a chance to play and win games, right? So you're sitting back in the cut watching all of it. Now, certainly some of these kids do have a prior uh, relationship. Either their family does or they had somebody in their family play for one of the three institutions. So, yeah, there's always going to be that. But I'm talking about the ones that really are indifferent. They just want to go to one of the big three in the state. Be the reason. You know, give them the reason. Go down there and stomp this Miami team emphatically. I think they're ripe for it. I think that Florida State's in a good position to do it. I think Miami, both the combination of injuries and a lack of offensive weapons, set up very, very nice for Florida State to take advantage of a situation that is ready-made for an ass-stomping. But you got to clean all that other stuff up. You can't the 13 penalties, the timeouts wasted, the red zone opportunities, all that stuff that we talk about, perhaps some people say we dwell on too much, it's because if you're going to take that next step and emerge, these are the things that you're cleaning up. And I think coming out of a bye week, it's fair to say, man, you didn't get that cleaned up. Yeah, that there's more of the same. and But that's also a sign that's worth praising for the coaching staff. Of course it They've is. They've gotten this program to a place where you expect more, period. Oh, and and they've gotten this place to a, uh, this program to a place where even when they're that sloppy against teams that are inferior, they'll still put it on them. Right. They'll right. still put it on. That's improvement that by itself. Improvement. That's improvement. That is improvement. But you don't want to dwell on that because I don't want to live here in this neighborhood. We're moving up. Yeah. You know, it's like that big development where the farther you go in, the nicer the houses are. 
we're about you know closer to the halfway point than we've been in some time. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, We've been street side. There's a lot of traffic <laughs> that you can hear outside the windows. Oh man, sirens yeah. and such, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're we're starting to creep into that development deeper and deeper. But I don't want to stay in this neighborhood. We got a few more to go, and there are some gates to go through to get there. It's in there though. That's the other part of it. I think it would be completely unreasonable if we were asking for these steps to be taken from a team that was devoid of talent or that was simply incapable of executing to the level that we're expecting. That's where it's changed. Is that we now know. Oh, there's better in there. We've seen it. We've watched it. A lot of times it's for two quarters at a time or a quarter at a time, sometimes a full game. Every now and again they put it all together. You go, there it is. But it's been rare. It's been rare. There have been too many moments where entire halves you're just left screaming and pulling out what hair you have left. You know, you're kind of looking at it going, oh. I mean, you did it for a half on the road against NC State. You came out, you dominated, you're up two touchdowns, you're in a good place. They're in real trouble. You're getting pressure on their quarterback. They're struggling mightily. You knocked their quarterback out of the game. And do you take advantage of that opportunity? No. No, you don't. You crumble. You either felt the weight of the pressure, the magnitude of the moment, whatever it might have been. I don't care to relitigate that, but you lost that game. You had more success than anybody thought you had a right to running the football against what is inarguably the best front four in the ACC. You lined up and ran the ball at will against Clemson. And you've got the ball with under two minutes to go in the first half with a chance to take the lead. And that the next four minutes of football. Uh, that cost you the game. Yeah. Cost you yeah. the game. And then, of course, the Wake Forest game, your offense really let you down in that game. I know we look back and talk about the defense, but I really felt like your offense just killed you in that game. Uh, you had whatever it was, five or six drives in a row where you don't do anything, and uh, that cost you dearly. Now you get down to a point where you can't come back from it. So we're waiting for them to put it all together because we know it's in there. You get enough of the glimpses, and you know they're – prepared you know that they're they're well coached in that sense they come in with a really good game plan most days you see these pockets where they've all taken a step forward i think the offensive lines up a lot better than it was your running back room is decent decent to good um you, you got a quarterback that's taken a big step forward through the transfer portal you were able to elevate the wide receiving core tight ends still stink but you have you know you're still you're at a place where it's okay to have expectations that's all i'm saying it's okay to you don't have to be sorry for those you don't have to apologize for wanting them to execute and play better at the same time the pushback against those criticisms are that you had a quarterback throw for nearly 400 yards in this game you made all kinds of mistakes and it was never competitive you blew georgia tech off the field and you didn't even play all that well that is a fair thing to point out. It's a thing to shine your light on and say, hey, I mean, a couple years ago, that wouldn't have happened. Fair enough. Yeah, when are we racking up 600-plus yards of offense right. on anybody? Right. Yeah. So fa- fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I just it, it, It's interesting when you get to a place to where you say, now, wait a minute, I want more. And the reason that that's always born out of what you know is the next step, what, what you know has to happen. For you to get there because this was always about building back to winning the division playing for a conference title putting yourself in a position especially with the expanded playoff that's coming to get into the college football playoff why well you're at a money deficit compared to these sec and the big 10 you're going to have to routinely have success and you're gonna have to sustain that success and you're gonna have to put yourself in the best possible position to possibly be plucked by one of those two conferences as well and you don't want to middle for too long it's one thing to build it back up to a place where now I can expect certain things, but to get to the next step, you're going to have to continue to build on those previous successes, and it can't be because you waste red zone opportunities or look ill-prepared at times and continue to look sloppy.
Kippy. So I, I don't think it's unfair either to, to have those expectations. And that's where it's funny to watch the fan base because we'll all yell at each other. But it's, it's okay. It's the kind of thing where brothers yell at each other, but somebody outside the family does. We'll say, hey, you get the hell up out of here. We're not talking to you. You can't say anything about my brother. It's healthy to have differing yeah. viewpoints, but we're all in it together. <laughs> and we're all in it together this week. This is the week where we all band together big time. Oh, yeah. This is the weekend, yeah, where I have to, like, talk all my fellow Noel brothers out of, uh, you know, doing hateful things, saying hateful things, uh, vandalism. You know, guys. Let's, this, is, uh, <laughs> this is the one day a year where my back and neck would take a beating from you on the roof for years at Doke because you'll slap the back, karate chop the neck and say, there we go. Yeah, or, it was always. Damn it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, this is my week. I'd wear shoulder pads after a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I get nervous the more we talk about the game because. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I. Butterflies are already here on a Monday. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything like that for this last game, the Georgia Tech game. I, I knew this was a game, that Georgia Tech game, that you're like, come on, man. They're not, they're not equipped to beat you. Right. It was about restarting the machine. Well, yeah. Pulling the, the string on the motor. Crank back up. Let's go. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply You almost have to just let it play. Just let it play. This is from the Miami Montage years ago. I always wondered, you know, so you're Slayer. This, this is who you are. So that's awesome. But you go, you go, you go in the studio. If if a riff isn't ominous enough as everybody else like no get out of here with that sunshine <laughs> it has to sound like is death in the room like it has to sound like that but that you I mean there's 12 songs on a record like, that's a lot uh everything about that is perfectly produced everything yeah that is a perfect song no oh, it's a great song it's an, it's an all-time great song I am uh, curious, sir, on this uh, being Halloween, and we have all week to discuss Florida State, Miami, and we will. And we got uh, we're going to be joined here in a brief bit here by Irish fellow, about four minutes. Uh, I'm kind of curious your favorite ever Halloween costume that you wore. Oh man, that's a tough one. So I have a nothing have, immediately pops to mind. I got to think. Right? I got to well, think. Well, I on picture that. you. Uh, you've got a great sense of um, you. You seem to I style. Would, no, I think as a kid, <laughs> I would have. Uh, 
I think as a kid, you would have been really fun on Halloween. I think that you you get into well, plus you like like Batman and Star Wars and things like that. Yeah, which yeah. It, and it, by the way, uh, lends itself to to that. That's what the holiday is. It's great. The Batman was a, was a really good costume because it was the Michael Keaton one, and uh, the problem was that the actual cowl was a snapback and it was extremely uncomfortable so it, oh, it doesn't qualify yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't win probably the scream costume i loved the scream costume that mask is is cool it's a scary mask and you know that means you can wear all black and you know in these days i don't even know if they would sell it but you get a plastic knife you know and yeah, you go, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ah. that was fun that was probably i was 11 or 12 years old i yeah of the horror movies uh i will always uh he said horror, folks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of the horror movies, I would always be... <laughs> I'm always a Halloween guy. Oh, yeah. Over Friday the 13th and over any of the, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, any of it. Do you like all of them? The Halloweens? Like, if Halloween oh, 2 made, is on... they've made some poor I ones. Know. They've made yeah. some really poor ones. For, you can't make 700 of the same movie and have them all be good. There are certain franchises, though, that you would see anything they put out or, or watch it once. Like, for me, Terminator. Any Terminator movie that comes out, watch you get one chance, you yeah. know, at minimum. The Amelia Clark one being the exception. I did not watch that one. I, I'm that way with any of the Predator movies. Oh, yeah. I love yep. all the Predator movies. Yes. If you got a Predator in it, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, Predator's... Uh, in in Brazil, huh? All right, let's go. The one with Adrian Brody is That's good. good. Surprisingly good. Yeah, it's good. I was like, this is great. I can't believe this Even is Even though great. he's terrible, yeah. he's like, yeah, you got to yeah. look back on your life and wonder. <laughs> it's like, that's no, terrible, but, I, but it's still I a good movie. movie. Yes. So with the dude of, screaming in the field, you know, the trick, the bait. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. man. Any of the Predator ones I watch... And it can be bad. I'm like, this isn't great, but I'm I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying the Predator here. Uh, the most recent Linda Hamilton Terminator is good. I didn't. I didn't She's 65 I, years old. I didn't believe in it. Yeah. I didn't think you could make it. And I thought, Arnold man, 70. it's a bridge too far, guys. I don't good. think we can do it. it I'm good. not getting there with you. Okay, well, I'll, I'll watch it then. But yeah, all the Halloweens for the most part, even the remakes, Rob Zombie's remakes, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I got this. I can have fun with it. But that but also I think that happens. It's like what age were you when they came out? You know, were you easily impressionable? Oddly enough, I think people of a certain age probably saw Friday the thirteenth on HBO as a kid when they shouldn't have. You were just hoping to, you were, as a kid, you watched Friday the 13th because there were sex scenes in it. And you were just hoping to see a glimpse of that. Wait a minute. And then it, then it turned terribly. I call Ira and what has happened to this Halloween I'm discussion? I'm saying a lot of people saw Friday the 13th in their preteen years because it was on HBO. A lot. And so you'd flip around. If your parents went around, you're like, oh, there's a sex scene coming up. <laughs> Ira, it was much more wholesome. Just want to let you know before I called I'm you. I'm just telling and you, there's certain movies uh, for men at a certain age. Yeah. Like when cable became a thing, you're like, oh, that's on. So Ryan says in the chat he could see me as Borat, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. But I used to, Ryan, here's a story for you, a brief one. Before Halo 2, before you played online, there was this moment where you could talk trash to other people. Mm. Like you're just in the waiting screen. And I used to just play the Borat theme on loop. <laughs> And people would get so people. mad. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's do this, my man. Ira Chafel is waiting patiently despite our nonsense. Hello, Ira. Happy Halloween, Jeff. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Happy Halloween, brother. Well, your favorite costume as a kid? 
Dude, here's the thing. Like, so my parents, I had a single family household. Right. My dad, my dad was not real big into planning the uh, costumes, so it was usually kind of we we're on our own. You were a ghost. And, uh, <laughs> so I would usually be a bum, and I would just like wear a white t-shirt and like rip a hole in it and put on some black stuff on my face and act like I was dirty, and that was it. That was. Uh, that was <laughs> my, uh, now I did. Now this is the truth. I probably shouldn't tell this. In middle school, my brother, I was like, I was like eleven or twelve, sixth grade. My brother told me to dress up like a girl for our Halloween dance. And I literally was like, okay. So I started getting dressed up to go. And he was dying laughing. Oh. And I realized, okay, well, this is, he's not laughing with me. This is uh, He's laughing at me. So I ended up, I just, I didn't go to the dance that year. Oh, man. The joke was, I, I, I'm never asking you about Halloween again. I feel, <laughs> I feel, you had a broken That's Halloween. Backstory. That's backstory. <laughs> oh man! All right. So, where do you stand on what you saw Saturday? I haven't had a chance to catch up with you yet, uh, and I know I read your story on Rodney Hill because I, I too, am really excited about Rodney Hill, and I thought he played great. It was fun to watch him get in the game, and I know that we should probably never poo-poo lopsided wins for Florida State, um, but I, but I understand that amongst the War Chant staff, and I don't think I understood in its entirety on Saturday until really maybe this morning I realized now that there is a different set of opinions amongst us <laughs> and about where we're at as in, in the way that we viewed that game. Um, and I think that's probably a good thing because those of us being critical of the effort must have higher expectations for what this group can be. And those that are pointing out that Florida State hasn't been in a position to blow people off the field while not playing all that well are right to point that out too. So where do you come down on this? I just think it's a hard game to kind of put a like to put in a package. And mm-hmm. say, this is what that game was because, yeah, man, early on was ridiculous having to call two timeouts and then turning the ball over. That was ridiculous. And I, you know, I tweeted as such that you know this is we've seen a lot of bad red zone trips. This might have been the worst of all time. So yeah, that's true. Um, but I don't think that like that makes you just toss aside the rest of the game. And you know, one of the things I think really frustrated people. I know it frustrated Tom and other people I've talked to is that, you know, you're coming off a bye week and yeah. you know, you, you've shown that you could be more buttoned up in a game like this like you did against Syracuse. But my point to that is, great, you did that against Boston College. Great, you did that against Boston College, but then you went out and lost three straight games. So I don't know that that's the answer. Like, okay, if you just come out and are clean and play a sharp game against an overmatched opponent, that means you've leap some hurdle into like a higher echelon of college football because they went out and I don't think they played well at all against Wake Forest and they didn't play particularly well against NC State. So I don't know that that means a whole lot. So in that context, the fact that they maybe lost some focus, had some errors early in that game doesn't make me think, okay, this team's never going to get where they need to go any more than that game said that they were over that hump. So that's why I just didn't take the mistakes is this huge referendum when, again, they, they turned it around during that game and made a whole lot of really good plays. Tons of explosive plays, and they've really been able to do that all year long. In that sense, the offense has remained consistent in that way. You you kind of expect them to do that. Now, you're right. There have been halves where they didn't do that. See NC State, see the first half against Wake Forest. They're, they're a weird team because they are improving rapidly. And I think we'll all concede that. We'll say that my expectations have grown because of the evidence of their successes, right? What Mike Norvell has been able to do with the roster and raising the floor, the consistent effort, the skill level that has improved immensely at wide receiver via the transfer portal, 
the step that uh, obviously you know we all know Jordan Travis has taken as a quarterback. So when I go into these games now, I'm like, man, wait till they put it all together. You're going to see this performance where they're capable of of executing for you know all four quarters. And I think the other part about that is we know that for them to take the very next step. They're going to have to start cleaning those things up. And when you do come out of a bye week and you don't look buttoned up in the red zone again, I think frustration is a feeling a lot of people possess. Well, here's the thing, though. I think what your mentality coming out of the bye week, not every bye week is the same. And I think my, my feeling is this is a team that just lost three straight games, and I think they went into that bye week pretty down. Um, because you just lost three straight games, and at least one, probably two of them, you could have, should have won. And then you, even the Clemson game, you gave yourself a chance, uh, but you had some big mistakes in that game. So I think they went into that bye week, you know, licking their wounds. And then they come out of it, and you got, you're facing Georgia Tech at noon in a game the week before Miami. I just think that's a hard spot to get super fired up about that moment. Now, you'd like to say that, oh, this is a program, if you're going to be great, then you should be able to do that. Well, fine, but I don't know that all college football programs are able to do that. And again, I don't know that it means anything differently about this coming week. Like, I don't leave that game Saturday saying, I'm really worried about Miami more than I was going in just because they had a sluggish start against Georgia Tech. Again, to your point, I I look at this team now, the more I look at it, and I, and I realize and this team's pretty good. Like we, we, I think we're past the point now where we look at this team and wonder what it could be. I think it, it may not be a complete game yet, but they can play at a high level. And when you look at these last four opponents, there's a really good chance they may win four all these games. Now they do have to play better than they did for those four quarters, but I don't think because they got off to a slow start in a new game against Georgia Tech that that means – they won't do that in these next four weeks. Well, yeah, and you know, coming off the Clemson game, I said I thought they should go five and zero oh, at worst, four and one. I don't think this is a good league. I think Florida State's much better than they've been in the past, and I think if you execute and button it up a little bit more consistently, you'll win every one of these games. You really will. And one of the reasons you're not as nervous about Miami is you just saw them play. You just saw Miami play again, and they look terrible. They look awful. They're reeling right now. And so you expect Florida State to go down there and win a game so long as they play decent. Uh, I know Miami's capable of ratcheting up the intensity for a home game at night in a rivalry, without question. But, buddy, they have some real personnel issues and some injury issues, and I think they're begging to get blown out. Well, and that's, you know, you look at this team, and and I guess earlier today Mario Cristobal said that they're optimistic that they might have Van Dyke, Van Dyke available, so we'll see. You know that may be gamesmanship, or maybe he really will be available. Uh, but that doesn't change their offensive line issues. Um, and, and to your point, and this is where I I, I don't dismiss the sloppiness because uh, of that game. The, the most frustrating thing about that game was it's the second time now in three games when you go back to NC State where you had a team that was begging. They were asking you to put them out of their misery. I thought NC State, towards the end of the first half of that game, and certainly Georgia Tech, it was like they could have handed Florida State the knife and said, just yep. finish it. Yep. And Florida State was like, no, here, you take the knife back. We're <laughs> going to play with our meal a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, and it didn't burn them against Georgia Tech because Georgia Tech's not any good. So I get the understand. I understand the frustration. I get where that's coming from. But I, I just don't know that I – and that mad about it because, again, we've seen him do it before, and I thought this was a unique situation. 
It's going to be a fun group to cover down the stretch because they are on the precipice of having the kind of season that no matter what we say about an individual ball game or half or quarter, we all hope they could get to because of what's on the line. If Florida State does win these games, Ira, the state's up for grabs, man. I mean, you look at Florida right now, this is not a great year for Billy Napier in year one, uh, and I think there are more losses coming Florida's way. You look at what's going on with Miami, the team we're talking about right now that's kind of in shambles and, and really struggling in every facet, and you kind of look at that team and you're like, all right, well, year one, they're maybe in for more of a real build, rebuild than they realized. It's a chance to take a step forward and kind of take the reins and have a chance to win some of those recruits that are unsure of which of the big three schools they want to go to. Oh, I agree. And, I've you know, through the years, I've always kind of rolled my eyes a little bit when when um, you know people ask the question, we used to always ask Coach Bowden, and then we asked Jimbo, then we asked. Well, we didn't guess, ask Willie very much because he wasn't that long. But but you know, I asked Norvell today about the how important this game is in terms of um, you know with with recruiting. And a lot of times, I've kind of rolled my eyes because in year five of a program, year eight of a program, right? I mean, whatever, I, does it really matter? But I do think this is a pivotal point right now because you have Mario Cristobal and and Napier. At Florida, they both have the new car smell. Maybe not on the field, but when it comes to recruiting, mm-hmm. they can they can you know talk about the future and what they're going to do when they get their guys in there. Well, Mike Norvell, that window is closing. Right, it's closing. I mean, he has to prove the concept. They have to you know win games on the field. Those other guys can lose and keep selling hope. Mike Norvell can't, so he has to win this game. He has to win these games against these rivals. I think for some of those battles. Now, it's not going to change the whole recruiting class, but they are in the mix for some guys. You know, Reuben Bain, a big mm-hmm. defensive lineman from Miami. Uh, you know, I, I, we think Hakeem Williams is very solid for Florida State, but, you know, it wouldn't be the end, It wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world if, if Miami had a convincing win, that that might change things there, or any of these guys that they're in these battles with. So I do think some years that, that story's overblown, but I do think it's important this year because you've got a two-year lead on those coaches, and you need to flex your muscle. I think he knows it, too, when you listen to Mike Norvell. I think he realizes it's one of the things I've appreciated. He has not tried to skirt the moment. He hasn't tried to deflect. He understands that they got to get better with some of these details. they got to get better in the red zone, and he knows they got to win big games. they got to win these moments. He's got an opportunity here. He's got to be excited about it, and I think they approach it that way. But at the same time, there's a lot of pressure there. I, I hope certainly they come out and they're not sloppy early. You don't want Miami to hang around because I think Florida State is by far and away the better team right now. But you don't want to give somebody a false sense of hope. We've seen how that plays out. We just watched it against NC State. So hopefully it doesn't happen. It's going to be a fun week. Ira, always a pleasure, brother. Be good. Thanks, Jeff. See you guys. Yep. Ira Chaffel, Warchant.com. This will be this, – this is – I don't even like to think about it. If he goes down there and they play poorly and lose a game to a Miami team that we've just watched get beat badly by Duke in Miami and then go play a Virginia team in which no offensive touchdowns are scored, I mean, sweet Jesus, there's no way to, like, how do you explain that? You really couldn't. You really couldn't. Yeah, agreed. That's that's where the butterflies come from, though, is because... Expectations. And there is some consistency in the inconsistency from this group. And you want them to shake that because this would be a good week to do it because you're right. That atmosphere could turn against Miami very quickly. When you said in the first hour they want to boo those players, I agree. I think they do. I mean, they got to be pissed off. They were at home getting blown out by Middle Tennessee State. 
Duke just whacks them in front of all 500 fans. Then they go on the road and they look equally inept. I mean, that fan base, at least the ones that do care, have to be very, very frustrated in year one. I mean, I understand that if you're patient and you're rational as a fan, you're like, it's year one, he's got to get his guys in here. But still, I don't think they expected that team to look this bad. Yeah, the question is, is this another front that you can win against? We did it against Clemson at home. They weren't ready for that challenge. They didn't expect us to be that good, man for man. The way the coaching staff talked about it the Monday after, Mm -hmm. clearly they didn't think much of Florida State's offensive line, and why would you for recent history? But Miami's front, if you look, for example, at pressure rate with the Mm non-blitz pressure rate, front four pressure only, they're top five in the country. So that's how the crowd gets into a game. You get a few stops to start the game, and now the crowd, instead of going there to drink beer and hang out with their friends, they're going, oh, wait a minute, we got a ball game here. And it changes the atmosphere. So hopefully it doesn't get to that point. They've had fast starts before. They could use one on Saturday, Florida State. Yeah, you you were just painting a picture of us being nervous as all hell, wondering uh, is this going to be one of those days again? Is this what's going to happen here? Uh, I do. Again, I I continue to think that um, you got a chance with some of these recruits that are uncertain looking at this Miami offense. And and the other part of this is Crystal Ball is so conservative in these games. It's like – He's tight, man. He's so tight in these games. It's unbelievable to watch. You go ahead and continue to be tight and lose at home to a rival in a year where obviously things are moving in the right direction for Florida State. I think they could go away. It's Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Actually, I can actually do, I should say, a probable here today. Lost in the midst of all this is uh, is a World Series Game 3 and a series that's tied at a game apiece. Philly's team's easy to like, man. That comeback in Game 1 was something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could say that. <laughs> it is. Can't root for the Astros. No, this is. I root for people, so I'm rooting for Director Matthew. Yeah, there you go. But Philly as a town, eh, I don't know. Hemp flower, CBD, <laughs> Delta 8, mushrooms. HHC, Kava, Kratom, floating in pods. We've got a new floating look. Look at this. Let's see it. I I wasn't even paying attention. Oh, look. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Float away. All your cares, all your worries. Hopefully that's you on your couch in the second half on Saturday night. Another touchdown. Yeah, I hope so. That could be a touchdown, too. It could be. we're, We're keeping that. Uh, I will tell you that uh, if you go over to the Railroad Square location of Tallulah, you will uh, get to experience what it's like to uh, to float in the healing waters of the Dead Sea. That's right. All that salt just lifting you up. It is wondrous. I enjoy it. It's going biblical here. Well, I'm trying to think of what uh, what you know what it would be like to float in the Dead Sea, and I think, oh, it's like being a railroad in the pod at Tallulah, uh, floating about. This must be what Galilee was like. Good times. Uh, and I will also tell you that uh, there's a lot of fun stuff within the building that uh, before you ever go float, you can learn about. You can make uh, your relaxation period that much more relaxing. Uh, it's not all about getting hopped up on goofballs, everybody. There's plenty of stuff on the up and up. In fact, it all is. It's all legal. It's all good. So, And I, I really like the juices. They've got a bunch of different kinds of juices. I've fallen in love with them. And there's this one, this apple, this bitter apple one that I love. It's just delicious. And it just gives you a little boost. Look, man, your word works for clients and sponsors. 
uh, because I, just listening to you, I have not been to float yet. Now you want to. I do want to. But my wife is training for a marathon and so forth. She yeah. ran a, a half this weekend. Is doing a wow, twenty miler, kicking ass, a twenty job, miler Jamie. on Saturday. I said you should go float after twenty miles. It's not something I'd do, but I'm very proud. You should be. I'm proud of her. I wouldn't do it either. I said go float after. He said you're going to go a deep tissue something to help you recover. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because of your words about this fine sponsor at the bottom of the screen. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. TV. She's going to go float. She should, actually. Yeah. I did feel a sense of relief in all the areas that were tied afterwards. There's no lying about that. I really, really, really enjoyed it. It wasn't just kind of like, oh, you know, this is out there. No, no. It was it was therapeutic. Felt good. Let's uh, cue it up, and I'll give you the tonight's oh, starters. Here we go. All right. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Citizens Bank Ballpark will be rocking tonight. Noah Syndergaard goes for the Phillies. Strohs are going to throw Lance McCullers Jr. Great matchup, and that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. <laughs> oh, man. So Monday gives us a chance to kind of kick it around here a little bit longer. I, I am really, really excited. I've got a question for you. Okay. Now that you've seen the 60 Minutes, how did you feel about the uniforms? Not in theory, but you saw them on the field. I didn't like them as much as when we wore mm-hmm. the, the all-whites. Those mm-hmm. aren't as good-looking. Uh, the I think you're right. You've got to maybe wear white pants in order for that to maybe work. It still might not. Still might. I think not. it does with white pants, possibly. But you're right. Yeah. No, I didn't love it as much. I didn't love it as much. Uh, it didn't bother me. Bothers a lot of people. Didn't bother me. I would wear our classic uniforms this weekend on the road. I, I would just if, anytime you're playing Florida State, Miami, you don't need to be breaking out goofiness. Let's just let's just wear what we wear. Would you introduce a different pant though? You've got the gold helmet and the white top. Would you introduce the garnet pants into the discussion, maybe? Well, you know I like the garnet pants with the white top with the garnet numbers. Mm-hmm. When you do, like, our practice numbers are the best numbers ever. Yep. So you wear a gold helmet. Like, you could wear, yeah, 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 you could do that. I so you'd be okay that. with messing around with, with the pant, but no, nothing past, else. In the past, I've always won. I like when we wear white pants with a garnet top, and I also like when we wear, you know, uh, we, we've done it before, garnet pants with a white top. We've done that. That's fine. But uh, white on white looks good to me as well. But I'm okay with the gold pant. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe the rest of the way, I just keep it buttoned up. Traditional home, traditional away. Except for maybe Louisiana? Yeah, yeah, you get bored there. Maybe do something a little bit different. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe I didn't, you're right. When I got into the stadium, I was kind of like, mm, I'm not sure that plays the way I thought it would. Initially, I kind of got excited about it. I do. I don't mind them being experimental. Look, at the end of the day, it's about the recruiting. Speaking of which, never really got to this subject matter on the show today. We did on Friday. I've had very strong feelings about this and I don't know what Florida State can do about it, but the Boba Miller situation is absolute nonsense. And, you know, I'm glad that there has been, within the basketball community anyhow, NCAA basketball community, a universal outcry against it. People who don't even care about Florida State are like, well, that's absurd. Uh, I know Vital mentioned it, several other talking heads that cover basketball. Yeah, Goodman, who is very connected to the game. Yeah. Yeah, all pointed out that it's absurd. Uh, that's because, on its face, it is quite clearly absurd. It's easy to see why nobody even if you hated Florida State, would think that that was a reasonable conclusion for the NCAA to come to, especially not, especially not now in the era of NIL. The bottom line is, if that kid was from Texas or any other state, Florida, wherever, 
and they paid him to fly uh, to come here. And uh, under the guise of NIL, nothing would be done. There's nothing that could be said about it. Nobody would have a problem with it whatsoever. It's because he came from Spain. The money was paid back. I mean, there isn't really a leg to stand on here if you're the NCAA, and you're going to not just suspend somebody, but for 16 games. No, there's just not a reasonable, uh, I think, administrator that would tell you that that seems okay. But especially not now in the era of NIL. Especially not now. They're a joke. The organization's a joke. They are, but this is almost absurd even for them. Even for them. Like, that, that is as tone-deaf as you can get. How is there not somebody going, guys, I, this is not going to play well. This is not okay. If what, I, yeah. You're screwing the kid. If I'm the university, I'd say, look, you know, we, we offered this also to other students who live in Spain. And so, therefore, by the North Carolina <laughs> rule, ruling, you have to let it that this was available to everybody if they just asked. And I said on Friday, and I even tweeted about it and kind of joked that, look, I would just play him. Um, but I know you can't do that. I mean, I know you can't. I mean, if you if you did it, you would be you would be double middle fingering the NFL. I mean, the uh, the NCAA, excuse me. But they would just in turn because they control the NCAA tournament <laughs> say, well, you're not invited. And I get there's a real problem with that. I mean, you don't want to tell the rest of your players that they're not going to the NCAA tournament if they qualify for it because you're trying to make a stand against the take a stand against the NCAA. So I, I know they're not going to do that, and Ham wouldn't do that anyhow. I don't think. Maybe he would, but I, I don't think so. But it is really, really, really disappointing, and it potentially more than disappointing. It may be devastating on the court for a basketball team that I think was going to be slightly above borderline. Correct. Yes. That you really can't you, afford to lose this guy. You got two guys in the post now that are just gone for half the year that you desperately need to make the difference. Well, and I understand that he's a stretch player, but you need taller figures to be able to rebound the basketball. He's a guy that I was at that exhibition game. I watched how athletic he was, how nimble he was for his size, how intensely he played on defense, the shooting that I didn't expect to see, the, the fluid shot from the outside. He was 50% from three in that game. I mean, He's a big deal to what Florida State's trying to do. I, I hope there's a better resolution than this because 16 games ain't it. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great day. Happy Halloween, everybody. Be safe, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.